everyone. Welcome back to the Before It's Too Late podcast. I'm your host, Brooke, and Maddie couldn't be here, unfortunately, this week again, but um, she's very busy with school, but she will be back next time. Um, And this week, uh, my church had a women's luncheon, and I was able to record the testimonies of my dear friends, Marie and and Jamie. Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, Marie and Jamie, um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, I'll go first. Uh, This is Jamie. Um, I was born and raised in the city of Burbank. Um, I moved to Castig in the year 2000 with um, my husband. And then I have, we have two daughters, uh, Sierra and Madison. Sierra attends the Master's University. We have attended Lake Hills Community Church since the year 2003, um, by God's grace. Yeah. And we've been married. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. <laughs> On the spot here. I'm trying to think what I can put in here. We have been married for 21 years. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> and Marie, what about you? Hi, I'm Marie Ball. Um, I'm married to Bill. We've been married 20 years. And I moved here from the Philippines, moved here to Los Angeles from the Philippines in October of 1996. So I think I've spent equal amount of years mm-hmm. there and here. So okay. uh, this is really my home yeah. now. But this is not my, er, this is only my earthly home. Right, right, of course. <laughs> of course. Not my real, you know, eternal home. But right. then, um, anyway, uh, we have a son. He's a junior in high school. He plays football, ball sports. I don't know why. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I work as an occupational therapist, um, and I have done so for, gosh, I don't know, I graduated in 95, so it's been a while, Mm -hmm. 23, Mm -hmm. 4 years, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not a mathematician. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. I'm terrible at math. (laughs) All right, so, Jamie, um... I wanted to know, what is one of your favorite childhood memories? Oh, gosh. There are so many. Um, And just as you will listen to my testimony, a lot of them is with my mom. Um, One of my favorites um, would be actually this time of year when we would bake together, um, my mom and me. And um, that I just remember being in the kitchen, the smells, Mm. um, flour and sugar everywhere. So definitely... um, that would be one of my favorite memories is just baking with my mom because she would put them in like these tin pans, kind of like a, a pie crust tin, and she would just make it really pretty. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, and so she was so creative. I think I'm so thankful I got some of that from her. Um, yeah. So baking definitely would be mm-hmm. one of my favorite childhood memories with my mom. That's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Marie, what about you? Uh, okay, no, I have a different question for you. <laughs> <laughs> it just worked so well together. <laughs> and Marie, um, how did you know that you were in love with your crazy husband, Bill? I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, back in 1997, uh, I want to say about six months after I, I got here to mm-hmm. the United States, um, I worked at 
nursing facilities, nursing homes. So most of my patients were elderly. So there you go. That's okay. his competition. <laughs> but, but hey, what happened was Bill had a bike accident. He owned one of those Harley Davidsons and um, he had an HMO as an insurance and they're so cheap that mm -hmm. um, they put him in a transitional care unit that we had the contract with mm -hmm. and that's where we met and I want to say it was interest at first sight <laughs> <laughs> you know um, being that all I had as patients were the elderly and there's this young man you know who was um, admitted there and everybody was uh, fussing over him because he wasn't eating he wasn't you know mm. following the rules and so uh, and he was very interesting to talk to as you know he's always yeah. <laughs> very friendly makes you feel comfortable right yeah. away and yeah so it was interest at first mm -hmm. sight the love came after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's really sweet. Oh, well, thank you both so much for allowing me to do this and record your testimonies. And now we're going to get into those testimonies. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> I was born and raised in the Philippines. I was raised Catholic by my parents. I went to Catholic school from kindergarten all the way to high school and at age 14 a sister of a friend of mine met us at, at a park can't even remember which park and she opened up her Bible and read a verse to us I don't even remember what verse it might have been John 3:16. my young heart was instantly captivated and I knew I needed and wanted a savior. I went home that evening and boldly told my parents that I will no longer go to Catholic church and I wanted to be born again. So my father simply said, well, let's see, that's simple. For as long as you live under our roof, you will continue to go to Catholic church. So I had no choice. I had to obey and honor my parents and I continued being Catholic despite all the unanswered questions that left me feeling um, empty and restless at times. So fast forward, I came to the United States in October of 1996, um, mainly because I was hired to work as an occupational therapist. So after four months of living in this country, my ex-boyfriend came to visit and I ended our three-year relationship, which was really going nowhere. He wasn't proposing marriage and I wasn't thinking of marriage and it ended there. So two months later, I providentially met my husband, Bill. I don't know what the Lord was saying. Anyway. <laughs> so after two years of dating and engagement, uh, we were married in the Catholic Church, again, in the Philippines, and this was an expectation by my Catholic family. And so four months into our marriage, we started our search for other churches together. And so with the freedom that, I, that came with our marriage, you know, I was finally free to choose what church to attend. And so without skipping a beat, I attended a year-long Bible study um, uh, on Romans, wow. of all books, through Bible Study Fellowship, BSF. 
And we attended a few different churches until we found and stayed at a church called Family Community Church of Agua Dulce. That's where we got baptized and that's where we grew up um, from 2002 to 2012. Is that where Pastor Sheridan is? Yes. Okay. And so uh, 2012, we moved over to Lake Hills. Um, so it's amazing, as I was mentioning earlier, how the Lord uh, relentlessly loves his children by continuing to work on their hearts, on their lives. He doesn't give up on us. And so in 2008, my mom was visiting me from the Philippines and she suddenly died of a brain aneurysm. And due to the very close nature of my relationship with my mom, because I'm the only girl, I live with, I I have two brothers, now I have a son, even my dogs are male. So (laughs) I'm just the only girl, that's God's plan. And so when my mom passed, the only woman in my life, um, it was as if my world was turned upside down. The grief and pain I felt was like no other. I guess I had experienced what people call visceral pain. So though I had Bill, I had Zach, I had my brothers, my dad, my friends, my church family, I never felt so alone and so alone with the Lord. And I was awakened to the lukewarm temperature of my faith, to the brevity of my own life on earth, to how great and big my God is and his purposes for me and his other children. I was spurred on to much spiritual growth with an insatiable hunger for God's word, for serving and being with my fellow heirs, for opportunities to share the gospel with others, for contentment and satisfaction in him. It was like another rebirth in my life. I praise and thank him for giving me a much needed wake up call. Oh, how thankful I am that he continues not to forsake me in my ugly, unfinished state as he continues to sanctify me to this day. I wrote here, after all, I married Bill. (laughs) But, But how loving and good is our God, right? So I would like to end by sharing with you a poem by Martha Snell Nicholson. And it goes like this. I stood a mendicant of God before his royal throne and begged him for one priceless gift, which I could call my own. I took the gift from out his hand, but as I would depart, I cried. But Lord, this is a thorn and it has pierced my heart. This is a strange and hurtful gift which thou hast given me. He said, my child, I give good gifts and gave my best to thee. I took it home, and though at first the cruel thorn hurt sore, as long years passed, I learned at last to love it more and more. I learned he never gives a thorn without this added grace. He takes the thorn to thin aside the veil which hides his face. Thank you for letting me share. Ladies, good morning. Um, the last time I shared uh, my testimony was at Some Wives, um, and, and what a joy it was uh, to share with my sisters there. And 
uh, likewise, I'm um, encouraged. Um, though it's hard looking over this, um, but so thankful for our Savior. Um, I grew up um, in what I thought was a Christian home. Um, my parents took my three sisters and I to a Lutheran church. Um, I grew up every Sunday um, and attending catechism in my elementary and junior high school years. Uh, when I entered high school, uh, my mom was pretty weary of uh, my disobedience and complaining um, that I had to get up on Sunday morning to go to church that she gave me the option of attending church or staying home. And I chose to stay home. Um, didn't really care to want to attend. And during high school, um, I got in a lot of trouble. Um, you name it, I did it. Um, I was hanging out with the wrong crowds. Uh, my weekends consisted of getting annihilated um, with alcohol, partying, uh, smoking marijuana, stealing things, and having premarital sex. Um, so that went on until uh, 1994. I met and fell in love with Scott. Um, we dated for about four years. We got married in 1998, and in the early years of our marriage, we we only went to church like on holidays, uh, special occasions, when we felt like we should go. Um, I didn't really have any relationship at all with the Lord, um, and I was pretty bitter and angry with him. Um, as during that time, my mom, who was walking with the Lord, um, she got breast cancer, and it was it was pretty bad. Um, and at that time, she had also taken in foster children. So she, we, in my high school years, we had about I want to say about thirty to forty. The number is kind of off, but about thirty to forty foster children. And so my mom just her heart was for the youngins, as my heart is for the college <laughs> students. <laughs> Um, I remember her being really sick, um, barely able to walk because um, she was so sick with chemo and radiation and she spent a few months at City of Hope and so taking care of my younger siblings who were two, three, and four years old at the time, it was, it was pretty hard. But my mom, I always remember her Bible was never far from her and just singing hymns, she loved hymns. Um, maybe that's where I get it from. I love hymns. I love every music, but I love the hymns. Um, it reminds me of her. Um, she loved the Lord with all her heart. And I never once heard her ask, you know, why me, God? And it was just an incredible testimony. Um, my heart was filled with anger that the Lord had made her so sick when she loved him so. It was hard. Um, I didn't understand, um, you know, if God was so good, why does he let, you know, people get sick? Um, and up until she fell into a coma and passed, she praised the Lord and thanked him for her illness. It was it's an outstanding testimony, um, something I could never um, understand at the time. And in 2000, uh, my mom lost her battle with cancer, cancer and the Lord took her home to be with him. Um, in 2001, to 2003 is when our daughters were born. Sierra is here. Um, Madison is upstairs, probably sleeping. <laughs> um, I was still really bitter towards the Lord after he had, you know, 
graciously allowed me and Scott to have our children, um, just for taking my mom away. She was missing all these things, and I was completely devastated when she passed away, so it was really hard to find joy, even though he was giving me all these wonderful things. Um, Scott and I did, however, at that time, start visiting churches, because we thought it was best to be, you know, we were raised that way, so... We never became members um, during that time, but looking back, I think this is where God was working on our hearts. Um, in 2003, in God's perfect timing, we moved into our second home in Castaic next to Jeff and Tanya No, I know most of you know them. Um, Jeff was um, the associate pastor at Lake Hills. Um, the Nose invited us literally as we were unloading our U-Haul. <laughs> um, and um, we started attending Lake Hill semi-regularly, and we met wonderful people. Um, however, both Scott's and my heart were still hard. Um, I was nowhere near um, any change for the Lord to change for him. I was comfortable in doing things my own way. Um, Scott, as most of you know, is a police officer. In the summer of 2004, I got a phone call that no wife wants to get. Um, the conversation was literally, hi, honey, I love you very much. I can't talk long, um, I'm okay, but I'm heading to the hospital. I've been in a shooting and I killed somebody. Um, my heart sank, not knowing the details. Um, at the time of our phone call, um, I immediately just was so upset with the Lord, just cursing him basically and yelling. And it's like, what is going on? We're going to church. I'm kind of making an effort. My husband's just been in a shooting. The guy, if you've heard my husband's testimony, the guy was trying to run him over. Um, that's why he had to go to the hospital. We're living this, you know, good life. Um, what the heck? Like, why is this happening? Um, it was very, very, again, traumatic for me. Um, Scott was saved after his shooting. Um, but it was still really traumatic for me. Um, I had a hard time dealing with the shooting. Um, we still continued to go to Lake Hills, um, but I was pretty much going just to fill an empty seat. Um, I wanted absolutely no relationship with the Lord. Um, I felt like he had taken enough uh, from me and I didn't even care to pursue anything. Um, in the fall, of 2004 right after Scott shooting when he was saved he attended a Lake Hills men's retreat um, he came back from the retreat a completely different man than when he left like literally it was three days I was like what the heck um, he was unrecognizable and most of you know that with your own walk um, in my eyes he was a Jesus and I'm like, what did I get into? What is, what is this? Um, as soon as he stepped in from the front door of the retreat, he wanted to tithe our money. And I'm like, what? He wanted to go to Bible studies. And he invited people from church to our house. And I was like, uh-uh. No, 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 no. I was not about that. I mean, it, it just, I was like, no, no, no. He tried to be the leader of our home. Like, he's supposed to be biblically and make decisions and I fought him on that and I told him he was crazy. I'm not gonna submit to anybody. Um, our marriage was falling apart. Um, he wasn't the fun, let's go get, let's go party, spend our money on whatever kind of man I married. 
Um, his passion was to honor and glorify the Lord, and I despised him for that. Um, between 2004 and 2007, I was a nightmare. I made Scott's decision to follow Christ absolutely miserable. I think of the contentious woman on the roof, of the dripping. I, ten times, I was horrible. Um, I was a horrible wife to him, and... Uh, a mother to our kids. I would stay out late with friends. I would get drunk. I would flirt with guys. I wouldn't even think about Scott or our kids. I didn't even want to be a mother to them. Um, all I wanted to do was have fun and all I cared about was myself. I didn't care about my family who was at home. I asked for a divorce countless times because I wanted nothing to do with the new Scott and the way he was living his life for God. The more he grew in his faith, the more I regressed. I was so angry with Scott and how much he was changing, and he always seemed to have this peace and calmness about him that was really, really annoying. <laughs> it really drove me nuts. Oh my gosh, it did. Um, little did I know in those three years from his salvation to mine, he was praying every day and just sharing the gospel. And um, during that time, um, in the midst of his shooting and my salvation, I started um, experiencing severe panic attacks and anxiety. I was out of control. Um, I used credit cards as an escape from our home, from my kids, from Scott's increasing faith. Um, by the time 2007, without Scott's knowledge, I racked up $65,000 in credit card debt in my own. I put it in my own name. He didn't know. I was buying whatever, spending it on my friends. Um, I was a wreck. I was transferring balances and trying to pay monthly fees on five different credit cards. I lost control. My panic attacks were so severe and I had a hard time um, taking care of our children and our house. Um, I needed help fast. I was incredibly scared. Um, I felt so alone and lost. The night before I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I remember telling myself that I wanted what Scott has. He had the peace, the faithfulness, gentleness, kindness, calmness about him. And the only thing I think of is it has to be from the Lord and his walk with him. The next night, uh, lying in bed, I confessed all that had been going on in our marriage. Yes, even the $65,000. I remember being scared to tell him about that, um, my sinful life. Um, I'm, to this day, I'm so thankful to the Lord that he kept our marriage bed pure, um, even though I was committing adultery just with my flirtiness I'm thankful that I didn't step out of that um, I expected him to divorce me um, but that night um, with Scott by my side I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart I asked him to be my personal savior to forgive me of my sins and to save me from this world that I love so much I wanted to live for him and his will and not for myself anymore God by the grace of God, he radically changed my life at that moment. By his grace, 
I've been walking with him for 12 years. I'm so thankful every day that God chose to save me. Once I was alienated from God, but now I have been brought near through the blood of Christ. I will not take my salvation for granted, and I wish I could never sin again, but by his finished work on the cross, I'm forgiven. Praise God. As for Scott, God truly gave him a gift of forgiveness. Um, That night when I confessed that uh, we had the debt, he didn't yell, he didn't get angry. He was certainly disappointed, Um, but I remember him telling me how he had been praying those three years of when he was saved and when I was saved for God to soften my heart and for my salvation. I thank the Lord Jesus for my salvation um, and for my wonderful and faithful husband and my children. I'm incredibly blessed. The Lord has been growing me ever since. Um, I'm not perfect by any means, but by his grace, I'm making progress. Um, I'm thankful for the people Um, especially you ladies, Um, he's put into my life to fellowship with and help me in my sanctification. And And I find it funny that the very thing that I despised before I was saved, hospitality, um, is what is now my joy. Oh, you guys, it really is my joy to just love on you and serve you. Um, I love hosting the church events and, uh, we have quite a few people that have lived with us, um, and I just love seeing God, serving God in this way. Thank you. If what you've heard on this podcast is foreign to you or maybe doesn't make sense, we deeply encourage you to Google the website heartcrymissionary.com gospel and click on the first link. Uh, we love you and we're praying for you, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you.